0: Welcome to Everyone's a Critic, a show where a guest picks a movie rated below 40% on Rotten Tomatoes and tells us why critics got it wrong. I'm your host, Yanis Cove, a formerly pretentious film school student who 10 years later sees the error of his ways. My guest today is a performer, podcaster, and writer, Jordan Myrick.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited.
0: How are you today?
1: I'm fine. You know, dying. yeah. Every day is a beautiful new hellscape, but all in all, it's okay. How are you doing?
0: I'm also fine. Yeah. Again, like like you say, every day is a beautiful new hellscape. Yeah.
1: <laughs> could be worse. Could be better. You know.
0: But you're you're at the start of your day. I'm at the end of my day
1: oh that's true <laughs> that's very true i keep forgetting how much i lived in new york for so long that still in my mind i'm like oh we're only a couple hours apart but yeah now i am in la so i'm at the start of my day i got a
0: i just had a smoothie when did you move and to I, LA? Moved,
1: I moved to la in the summer of
0: 2019 oh so it's recent
1: yeah so i was in la for like six months before quarantine started approximately Mm. um so yeah pretty recent and i was in new york for like nine years so i was in new york for a while but i just
0: you would have been there
1: couldn't do it i know i would
0: have just missed you there okay so i was there in uh 2000 uh, late 2009 for like six months
1: yeah so i had just left but i just couldn't i couldn't do it anymore i had to go i had to go
0: Oh, that's a shame. I mean, but I, I I miss New York.
1: It's it's nice. It's an Do, incredible well, place to visit. I'll say that. It's a great place to visit. <laughs> um, but as someone who um was not rich, it was just, you know, tiresome. I didn't yeah. I lived in mm-hmm. a five floor walk-up in deep Brooklyn that I was paying a lot of money for with a roommate yeah. didn't even have laundry in the building you know like
0: that blows my mind about america like most of, most of america not having laundry in the building like, yes
1: i mean especially in new york it's so interesting to mean, like you know no air conditioning which i grew up i'm originally from new orleans and then i grew up oh, in okay Florida. so i'm used to it being hot but i grew up in a very prominent air conditioning culture which I feel (laughs) I feel great shame about because it's not good for the environment but I am used to being you know ice cold every moment of every day (laughs) and in New York that just wasn't wasn't an option but I I love LA it's great my parents live out here now so it's nice to be closer closer to family and then also like all my friends moved out here just kind of one by one and i was thinking about it and they just kept making their way and then I was like well
0: it's a lot of it's people who suddenly like just suddenly decided they were going to move to LA like right in the last couple of years, isn't it?
1: Yeah. That's what I I've feel, noticed. I feel like every few years there's like a huge influx of people. And then there'll be like two yeah. years where not that many people move. And then a big influx of people. Because I had been planning, I mean, I went to college in New York and every year right. after college, I was like, I'm going to move to LA next year. I'm going to move to LA next year. But then, you know, I started touring with UCB and then I started teaching at NYU Mm. and I was like, Oh, okay. I'll stay, I'll stay, I'll stay. But then it just got where things were kind of like stale. And I had gone through a big breakup and then my best Mm. friend got a job in LA. So she moved out to LA and I was like, everything feels like it's finally kind of like pointing in that direction to Mm. go to LA. Like now's the time. So I did. And it's been great.
0: Nice, oh yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> it's really
1: nice, which I love.
0: Well, for the first six months, and then.
1: Yeah, honestly, but even in quarantine, it's like been even fine. In quarantine. Like, it's the... More space. <laughs> yeah, it's like I have a lot more space here. I have a dog. I Aww. live across the street from a park. Um, it feels nice, and it also feels nice to be able to. Um, I'm obviously not quarantined with my family so I don't get near them but my mom is a COVID mm. nurse and my dad is high oh. risk so they they live separately um, right now but I and haven't yeah. been since the beginning of COVID because my dad has really bad asthma but I've been able right. to you know like go to the grocery store for them and drop stuff off and like oh that's uh, nice over the holidays i made a big like multi-course meal that i like individually packaged and then t- delivered to mm. them and stuff like that so it feels nice to be able to like help out them a little bit because they're nice i like them they've d- you know done yeah. a lot for me
0: so. <laughs> <laughs> they're nice
1: it's nice to you know feel like yeah, yeah i can contribute in some way
0: yeah and that's the other thing, though. You're a big foodie as well, aren't you?
1: I am. Yeah, I really, um, I really love food and eating. I would say it's my biggest, my biggest <laughs> passion, my biggest interest. I love cooking. Um, I have a lot of strong food opinions.
0: <laughs> well, that's the the first thing that I found. Well, the first instance I've like found of you is is through uh your obviously through your podcast your like show yeah i don't know what you call what do you call it even is it a podcast is it a show like... well
1: we use too many words to describe it we refer to it as a live stream youtube talk show is what yeah. we call it but it is a pot it is a podcast like in so many words do you place
0: it anywhere else other than youtube or is it just all through youtube
1: oh we don't because we're lazy but we <laughs> are moving towards potentially doing it somewhere else hopefully for this new season coming up um after what we're currently working on we have some fun things in the works so
0: i'm excited because i really enjoy it as well
1: thank you so much i appreciate it yeah it's called talk chef Mm. and it's just Rekha shankar and i watching all of top chef and talking about it because that's (laughs) what we were already doing and um yeah it's been cool we've it really has been the best because we've gotten to meet a lot of top chef contestants yeah um which feels cool for me and reka because now i'm like the other day i like posted a comedy video on my instagram and season two winner elan hall was like this is so funny i was like they were friends now <laughs> this man is my friend
0: I'm, I'm now at the point where so the first two seasons are on netflix uh, for us mm-hmm. in the UK, the rest of them are not. So I'm at now I'm now at the point where I'm like I don't know what's going on. <laughs> You're watching blind. Do you Do y'all yeah. not have Hulu? No, we don't have Hulu.
1: Wow, that's Hulu. so I I forget about that.
0: We don't have HBO Max. We don't have Hulu. We don't have um, what's the other ones? No, those are the big ones that we don't have. What
1: are y'all watching over there?
0: We have Netflix and Amazon and Disney Plus. So like the Oh and then, Disney
1: Plus. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. That's so sad. So a lot
0: of stuff does go to those, but like occasionally we'll get like big things that don't go to them. Like we don't have um I was saying to this uh, to Ray the other day, actually, we don't have um we don't have uh what is it, Frasier or Cheers anymore.
1: That must have been hard for Reka to hear. She loves Frasier. <laughs> um that's sad. Yeah, I grew up watching a lot of Cheers. That is yeah, that's so weird. And so I guess you don't get any of the big HBO miniseries. You don't get We
0: tuck we kind of do. So we have Sky over here, which is like our cable network. And like oh. we get we get stuff put on there, so we can we can get like box sets off of there occasionally, but yeah.
1: Okay, okay, okay. Wow that's it's owned by the, it's both, both
0: owned by Rupert Murdoch, so whatever oh, he owns, then yeah.
1: Incredible. What's not owned by Rupert Murdoch? Yeah. <laughs> An incredible man.
0: Um transitioning this might not be owned by Rupert Murdoch this movie who knows <laughs> Batman and Robin yes what you came to talk about
1: I did I did I love this movie and everyone who doesn't what, love this movie is wrong
0: <laughs> I mean that's 99% of people I'd say
1: yeah well <laughs> including George Clooney George Clooney doesn't know what's what listen rich people live on a different planet than we do and I'm not interested in their opinions. <laughs> I'll say it. I'm not interested in what they think. I don't need to hear what George Clooney thinks.
0: Yeah. I mean, what's your history with this movie then? Like you, you kind of like said something to me in an email that I'm interesting to hear about late later. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um... I want to hear about that later. Yeah.
1: Oh no. Well, okay. Well, if I bring it up now, or it me can I... pump the brakes. Yeah. No,
0: you can bring it up now. If, it, if it's like, <laughs> if, it, well, if it fits I... into your, fits into your history of it.
1: Yes. I mean, the biggest part of this movie for me is that this movie as a child did make me deeply, deeply horny. And (laughs) um, that, I mean, that is my biggest connection to this movie because, so I, okay, this is a little history about me. My mom is six feet tall. I am five, I'm five eight, which is, I guess, like, not that tall for women in general, but I hit probably five, seven, maybe in like the first or second grade. What? So I was huge. I was huge. Like Hodor from Game of Thrones compared to all the other children. And I was bigger (laughs) than most of my teachers and like the people that worked (laughs) at the school. Like it was scary. It wasn't good. I was kind of like a Godzilla-esque figure. In my elementary
0: school. And then you just stopped growing.
1: And then I just kind of stopped. I just, I mean, I grew a little bit over time, but I like really shot up. And I was always, I was the tallest person. I mean, pretty much until like fifth or sixth grade when other people started Mm. getting taller. But I had a crazy growth spurt and I was like a lot bigger than everyone else. So I identify as being psychotically tall. Like in my mind, (laughs) when I see a WNBA player I'm like <laughs> right. you and me both girlfriend like I'm like <laughs> you and I are both six foot seven I am not now I stopped growing so I am not that tall I mean people are like oh yeah I guess you're tall but it's not wild I mean, but it's so like not that diverse, I but... yeah it's like it's like taller than average but you wouldn't look at me mm. and be like damn like i you know you wouldn't really <laughs> notice it and I have such bad posture that a lot of people don't even realize I'm five eight so <laughs> Anyway, I was huge and my mom was really tall. And I felt like I had never really seen another woman be tall. And I saw Uma Thurman and I was like, that woman is a giant. And I was like, mom, is that woman as tall as she appears to be in this movie? My mom was (laughs) like, yes, Uma Thurman is very tall. I think Uma Thurman is taller than me. And I was like, wow, I'm obsessed with that. So I loved that. I loved that she was tall and she's so hot in this movie. She is so <laughs> sexy in this movie. This movie is so erotic. Everything yeah. from the lighting to the costuming. I think this movie is kind of like iconically homoerotic for a lot of people. In Very
0: terms much of so.
1: Batman and Robin. Mm. But I also think this movie feels kind of lesbianic to me as well. But I, that's also me projecting I, I, a lot of my own, a lot of my own stuff onto it. But
0: I see it. I see it.
1: Yeah, I think she was just like so, so, so sexy, and the movie was very fun. Um, <laughs> I like. I, 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 I would say in movies in general, I place funness uh quite high in my enjoyment of a movie and i find yeah. movies that you know I, I don't think this is a necessarily a hot take especially anymore but like i most of my favorite movies are very camp i like a lot of mm. cult classics i'm like a big john waters fan i like a lot oh, of nice. early tim burton i like high stylized mm. kind of things and things like revolutionary road don't do a lot for me you know like oh i thought
0: you were gonna say *Revolutionary road is is a movie yeah a a high concept no no no, absolutely not absolutely
1: not that would be unhinged um a movie like that where i saw it and i was like oh yeah this is like beautiful and the acting is good but like it's deeply 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 uninteresting and it's not fun at all i'm also a big fan of horror and i think something that i love so much about horror is that even if something even a bad horror movie Mm. nine out of ten times is fun
0: yeah, I completely agree with you there.
1: Yeah, so that's really big yeah. for me. So, I think th- this, yeah, I think this movie is like a lot of fun. I don't think it takes itself too seriously. I do mm-hmm. think there are some great acting moments coming from Arnold Schwarzenegger. I think the costuming is fun. Yeah. <laughs> I Think this movie made me gay.
0: That's that's the take. That that's, I was my, waiting for. that's my That's my take. What I was movie, waiting for you, just say, so- <laughs> yeah,
1: this movie made me gay. I um yeah, I'm in love with Uma Thurman. I'm than
0: that so one one thing you mentioned that I found really interesting was that you said she's so tall in this yes and you found you noticed her how tall I didn't notice that and then I was reading the trivia on it and it said something about her being five eleven and I was like wait is she I've never noticed her being that tall and then yeah <laughs> I she's did not. not I especially didn't notice it in this where she's next to Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh George Clooney, who's not—I wouldn't say he's like the tallest person, but she's kind of like level height with him. Yeah, she's really, really tall. I—I honestly thought she was taller than five eleven. Yeah, she's very she's tall. Well, that's yeah. because
1: for a but she's lot also wearing of him,
0: heels for yeah. Sure, sure, sure.
1: For a lot of movies, they put men on apple yeah, boxes, on apple boxes yeah. for shooting, <laughs> so you don't notice that they're shorter than women, which I think is fucked up.
0: It's the tom cruise thing isn't it
1: i think it's bad just let a man be short like what it doesn't is, matter
0: like, as a short man i do not care
1: <laughs> thank you so much it's not constructive for either one of us right like as a self-identified tall woman it makes me feel self-conscious you know what's funny? We're the
0: same height <laughs> and i'm going as a short man <laughs> yes i'm
1: exactly that's what i'm saying it's like it's so warped it's like men are shorter than like six feet tall are like i'm I'm worthless or whatever because society is like all men are big and then all women are supposed to be small. So if you're not a small woman, then you feel worthless. It's just (laughs) not good. We need to like just like (laughs) just be our short king, Daniel Craig. Like that's okay. (laughs) Is he tiny? Yes. I didn't know that. I'll tell you. No, I think he's small too.
0: The only one that I ever see embrace it is uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Actually,
1: yeah, we love. Daniel like Craig five, yeah, he's little. Daniel Craig is five ten, but once again, let me say this all of these are lies, right? Like, Daniel Craig yeah. is not five ten. If he's well, Tom Cruise, he's if you look him up, he says probably
0: five eight. Tom Cruise says five seven, and there's no way he's five seven,
1: absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. Tom Cruise is probably five five,
0: yeah. Yeah. right I'm like t- all of these tall. people every person in Hollywood is shorter than I they know say
1: what? all men but see I would argue that I would yeah. say I think Uma Thurman according to Google Uma Thurman is six feet tall I would say she might even be taller than that and they're sizing her down because I do that for Probably. auditions I size myself do down a little bit yeah. <laughs> unless they're like, we're looking for a big, tall girl. Then I say, oh, I'm a big, tall girl. But in general, I'll say, I'm five, 7 I'm not
0: Five 5'6". Seven. Five, seven, five, I just make myself slouch. a little
1: small. And then I slouch. <laughs> I say, I'm small. <laughs> I'm just a tiny, tiny girl. Yeah, they want you to be so <laughs> tiny. Uh, and I love that. I have a weird, I have a weird resentment towards, like, people who are really small. And... <laughs> I do. I feel a lot of jealousy because I remember being on the playground as a child. We're really kind of breaking into my like childhood trauma. But I remember being on the playground as a child and like I have such a distinct memory of like I don't know if you did this as a as mm. a boy or in the UK, but yeah. we would play house and it would be right, like yeah. everyone on the playground is like a different thing and I was always they wouldn't let me be part of the family because I was too big and looked too much like an adult. Aww. So I had to be the mailman. I was always the mailman. And oh, no. that fucked Why me the mailman? up. Right? <laughs> All the little tiny girls were cute and they were cause they didn't want me to even be related. They're like, you're not related to us and you can't stay for too long. You're the mailman.
0: You um, come in, drop in our important information off and leave. <laughs>
1: yeah they're like man you're too big you seem too old you got to get out of here um but I was so jealous of all the little girls but like the tiny ones you know people would people would be like well you're the baby and like pick you know the girls in fifth grade would like pick them up and like hold them be like you're so cute and all the teachers would always be like oh like Jenna's so cute she's so little and they're like Jordan looks like a big squid from the ocean I just felt so
0: (laughs) so sad
1: I really did feel feel so wild um at that time but yeah I think seeing Uma Thurman I was like wow look how hot she is and she's also <laughs> she also takes up a lot of space
0: mm. and
1: that felt very cool to me but she's yeah, very hot I get
0: <laughs> this is yeah this is probably the hottest movie for her I would, I say.
1: would agree I would probably well <laughs> I would probably agree minus some of the some of the fight scenes in Kill Bill are pretty hot but she's very hot and, and she's hot. I would
0: say she's, oh no, go on, go on.
1: I was going to say she's hot as the scientist before the transformation. And then we have the Mm. transformation and she's even hotter.
0: My, my thing is I've never really been into her. So that's why I'm like, meh.
1: Wow. (laughs) So interesting. Okay. So then who's your celebrity crush? Just so I know. Oh, I don't
0: know. I have no idea. You don't know. I don't have a celebrity. I don't think I have like one celebrity crush. I don't think. Okay, of. but
1: who who was, like, important to you as a child, maybe? As a child? Who formed your sexuality oh. at a young age? Yeah.
0: Oh. Um... Oh, my God, who did? I'm going to have to think it about that. Has it not happened that. yet? No. Yeah. <laughs> and he's not seen a celebrity yet that was that's attractive to you. You've yet to find one. No, I'm just trying to think. I don't think I ever had like one specific person. That's why.
1: Wow, that's so interesting. I've got to have a think about that.
0: It will come to me. It will come to me in the middle of us talking.
1: (laughs) Please, please, just shout it out if it does. But I do have to bring up one other thing: is that you know I'm talking a lot about Uma Thurman, but I also don't Hmm. want to credit Alicia Silverstone. I don't want to discredit Mm -hmm. her. She's also very hot in this movie. Everyone's very hot
0: in a very different way.
1: In a very different way, absolutely.
0: (laughs) absolutely but very different demographic
1: absolutely yeah i'm a little freak so uma thurman is more (laughs) she's evil she's you know she's not obsessed with her grandfather um and i like that and alicia silverstone is a little too it's too goody two shoes for me
0: it's the goody two shoes like breaking the rules
1: yeah i don't like that i need i like a little a little spice you know uma thurman is (laughs) she wears that big gorilla costume at one point
0: (laughs) oh that is so ridiculous
1: I love it. I watched it again, and I kind of forgot about that part. And as I'm watching it, I'm like, "Wow, this is so hot."
0: Okay, so we have to get into this now because you said you you were saying that that reminded me. You said when you were watching it, you were telling me before we started about how you watched it recently, and I think you. I did. I watched it.
1: (laughs) Yes, I watched it like a week and a half ago because I. I've started this thing during quarantine where I'll do dinner and a movie nights and I have a whole Google doc of them where I'll pick a movie and then I'll plan a very elaborate themed meal to go with the movie. And then my roommate and great. I watch it and eat the meal. So I decided to do Batman and Robin cause my roommate had never seen it. And I hadn't seen it in a couple of years. And I made, mm-hmm. um, billionaire bat burgers, with poison ivy herb fries so they were like impossible burgers with fancy cheese and caramelized onions and a black Mm -hmm. garlic aioli for the burgers and then I made like oven fried potato Mm -hmm. wedges with a garlic oil parsley cilantro kind of herb mixture and that was our dinner and we watched the movie and it was great.
0: What did your roommate think of it?
1: I mean, I think he thought it was very silly, but also, I mean, he's also gay. So I think he enjoyed how homoerotic it was from the other side. (laughs) So I think that, I think that was nice. I also think that we both appreciated, I hate CGI in general, So I, I I'm really not a big fan, and I think that this movie is from a time when we weren't doing everything in CGI yet. That so, is one
0: great thing about it.
1: Yeah, it's so fun, and there's like one fight scene where it's like they're on, like roller skates.
0: Yeah. Oh no, is, ice. Uh, there are ice um, skates. Ice skates. Yeah.
1: Yeah, which is like so fun, and they're you know they're on like little like bikes and weird stuff. I'm like, oh, that's so. That's so fun. It's all just like mm. makeup and stunt, which I really, really I love. That. Yeah, so that I think that felt thing... very fun to me.
0: Yeah, it happened when I was watching Hook recently. Where I was like, I love, huh. I love it when they like actually design the sets properly and they use them and they do the stunts on them. And yeah. it's all Realistic, and there's like one C- one bit of CGI in the whole movie, and it yeah. made me so happy.
1: Absolutely, like... yeah. They're using little trampolines and things like yeah. that. I I love that, and I love fight choreography. Um, mm. any movie that has like really good fight choreography, I'm I'm sold. But so many movies now, especially movies geared at a younger audience or that have appeal to a younger mm. audience, which I guess Batman and Robin kind of does or is supposed to i'm, I'm not really actually mm. sure who this movie was targeted at other than
0: that's another thing me. who is this target audience a young homosexual um <laughs> but well it's made by joel schumacher so okay
1: um, but it's like <laughs> you know it's it's just it feels fun and nowadays there's so much cgi i don't like it so i think this felt mm. very very fun um and even just the fact that like poison ivy becomes poison ivy because we push over a shelf with stuff on it on top of her
0: <laughs> with the venom on it
1: <laughs> and we're not even really sure how she ingests no. it it's no. just like a shelf falls on her and now she's extra sexy and that <laughs> uh, that felt fun to me i just it feels yeah. like a fun reality that i can just kind of accept
0: so yeah like what are you what are your feelings on the other batmans then but if Because this is very different. Other than the 60s Batman, this is very different to the rest of them, I feel like.
1: Well, I think this is one of the few Batman movies that does feel more female-centric to me which I think yeah, is that's true. really nice. It feels more balanced to me. I mean, in terms of like, you know, the Christopher Nolan Batmans, I like those two. Don't get me wrong. I'm mm. not an idiot. I went opening weekend and saw them in theaters like everybody else did and really <laughs> enjoyed them. But they're not fun. Mm. You know, when I'm, I'm, I don't care about Christian Bale at all. And I think we're so... Oh, we're so infatuated these days with kind of like a dark take on X-thing. Yeah. But I I don't I don't know. I, they they're just they're good action movies. Um mm.
0: but they're not Batman and Robin.
1: They're not Batman and Robin, I'll tell you that mm. much. I <laughs> if you if you like the Christopher Nolan Batman movies more than Batman and Robin, I would argue that you like style more than substance. I think a lot of people would say it's the other way around.
0: I think it's the other way around.
1: (laughs) But I would argue that because I think so much of the Christopher Nolan Batman movies, it is just kind of like you're in the world and it's dark and it's gritty and that's the whole Mm. thing. And okay, cool. But you're not having fun you're not you're not where's the substance in the character you're not enjoying the characters what characters do you enjoy from the christopher nolan batman movies
0: um i like okay yeah
1: you know oh you like Heath ledger as the joker okay because you know he had a good performance
0: as he's the actor. one character in that He's the one character in that movie that I do enjoy. And yeah. then maybe in the, I don't know, maybe Scarecrow. I don't even like Bane, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I think I only like Bane because I like Tom Hardy. That's <laughs> You know what I mean? Like I'm watching it and I'm like, oh, that's Tom Hardy. He's doing a yeah. good job. He, you know, oh good. <laughs> and that's how I feel about a lot of movies now. It reminds me of when I saw Alan... Cummings do a one-man Macbeth on Broadway right Where the whole time I was watching it I was just like wow you're doing a lot of work Mm. that's so hard that you did all this work (laughs) look at you memorizing all these lines and doing all this work (laughs) was I enjoying it no and I am not particularly interested in just watching something to be Mm. like oh, the work that was put into this was impressive. I think there's merit there, but I don't Mm. necessarily think that it's as enjoyable. Yeah. And I think we've kind of lost that-
0: Fun. That fun.
1: We don't have a lot of like big movies that feel camp to me anymore, which I think is sad. We don't
0: at all. We don't at all. I was thinking about that recently. I was trying trying to think of any of them and I can't, honestly. Yeah. Like...
1: I mean, I think the biggest one, I think I've, I i do not even know if I would call this camp, honestly, but I'm infatuated with the movie Ma starring Octavia Spencer.
0: I've heard so many things and I've never seen it.
1: I'm infatuated with it. And I think it's incredible. And I think you should give it a watch and then talk to me. I wouldn't even call that a
0: big movie. That was just like a, wasn't that a, just like a low budget?
1: Yes, it certainly um, was horror a thriller. Big, but when I think of something that comes, and I guess that is like horror, like when I think of something now that does feel like campy or silly in an enjoyable way that's not like a children's movie or whatever i think a lot of it is leans more towards Mm. horror
0: yeah that's i think that's the only way they can do it now because it's because they i think horror tends to lean cheaper as well so yeah that's why they can do it but uh yeah so for anyone who hasn't seen this it's batman and robin we all know batman It's (laughs) it's <laughs> so the base that we all know what Batman is. Um, the premise of this one is that the character Mister Freeze has uh come in and he's trying to steal some diamonds to like save because he wants to save um his dying wife who is like in who is encased in some water <laughs> that's saving her, keeping her going. <laughs> Mister Freeze is he fell into a, a vat of something and like became frozen. Almost, and he got these frozen powers. And then on the other side of that, there is this poison ivy woman who is, uh, has also become bad through venom that's taken over her body at the the hands of a scientist who she was working with. And this other scientist created Bane as well, who is in this movie very different to the other Bane. It's just like he says nothing, he's a giant wrestler type of character. <laughs> and he just destroys. Stuff. I
1: love it. I love it. He's just her henchman.
0: Yeah, he has no which lines. Is great.
1: I love it.
0: <laughs> and he is. I think ridiculous. that's awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's just really strong and he doesn't say anything. And I think that's great. I think that's awesome. Yeah. I also think Mr. Freeze. I love. I love.
0: No, I hate. I hate Mr. Freeze. Why? Because he only speaks in pun, he only speaks. Yeah, in Yeah, I pun. love that. No,
1: I love that. That's because they're not that's, good. They're not good. That's high stylized camp for me.
0: I like oh, puns. I love that. Those love are not it. good he also puns. Has
1: a whole group. Oh, I just love it. He has a whole group of henchmen that sing a th- a theme song for him. Yeah. They sing <laughs> a theme song. I yeah, love that. and nuts. all of them are <laughs> exactly. And all of his henchmen are cartoonishly cold which yeah. i also think is very funny. They're all like violently shivering, wearing little coats, yeah. having like icicles hanging off their eyebrows
0: except for one, Vivica Fox.
1: Vivica a. Fox has sexy girlfriend that he is not interested in. Her, yeah. she I will say I do think that the not the worst part of the movie is Vivica a. Fox, but I'm like she was wildly underutilized in a way that feels She's unjust. In one scene. Yeah, it feels unjust and problematic to me and I'm mm-hmm. just like First of all, the costuming on her character is impeccable. <laughs> she is it also is. unbelievably sexy. She's yeah. incredible. And she's a very talented actor. So I'm like, why mm. do we not use her more? I also I think she's used solely as a plot device, or not even a plot device, but just to instill that like even a sexy woman can't trick trick mm-hmm. him into not loving his essentially dead wife. And yeah. I don't, I don't need that. I'm like, if we're going to put a woman in the movie, <laughs> let's let her be a character and not just yeah. kind of a device to highlight something about another character. I think that feels bad to me. So I think mm-hmm. that is the the biggest part of the movie that I struggle with because I'm like, we could have yeah. definitely seen more of her or not had her just what? not
0: had her she doesn't yeah. need to be in it
1: yeah there's no point and it's also like who is she what is she doing she's not <laughs> she's clearly not his girlfriend but she like lives there i don't know it's very confusing
0: yeah it's very strange i don't know what her i don't know what they were doing with her in it other than maybe like it's maybe it's just to to, to, to give the, the whole thing of like oh he's so focused on this one thing which is to save his actual wife but you don't need another woman to do that.
1: <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, I believed that he was dedicated to his wife yeah. when I saw that his wife was encased in her nightgown. That's all you need to know. In a big tub of water. Like, I am mm. I buy it. I don't need... I'm not thinking like, well, but what if he was faced with sexual temptation? Like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't need it. Just let it go. But
0: the, Mr. Freeze is such an insane character, though. Like, the, it's first of all... Like, why did they choose him out of the the entire history of the Batman comics? They went with Mr. Freeze. (laughs) So I want to turn that
1: to you and say, why not?
0: (laughs) Because he is such a nothing character.
1: Okay, but it's... it's Poison
0: Ivy is a better character than he is.
1: I mean, I'm not going to argue that with you, but he's so they really do something fun with him in this movie and his once again his costuming is incredible mm. he runs on diamonds like I'm like yes this is <laughs> this is this feels fun to me I like it he's so fun and I think Arnold Schwarzenegger was a really fun choice I don't he is yeah he's such a fun the choice. explanation
0: they give for why he runs on diamonds is so funny as well like they say like oh he runs on diamonds which are being kept together by being They're using lasers on those, which on the diamonds, which then in turn freeze him.
1: (laughs) And hey, as you may, I don't know
0: if that makes sense. I'm not a scientist. I I, know, yeah.
1: I'm not a scientist. I don't need. I don't, you know, and and
0: uh, that could be true. And I'd be like, could be true. I don't know anything about diamonds.
1: (laughs) I'll buy it, and I'll tell you. So many other movies are out here doing BS stuff with science, that I am certainly, you know, if I have to see one more shark movie where yeah. a shark hunts a person, a thing that sharks don't do, don't, no. and no one's going to say anything about that, <laughs> I'm going to give Batman and Robin a pass.
0: Yeah. I'm Okay, I'm fine giving Batman and Robin a pass for, like, ridiculous science. I'm, I'm fine for it, everything. I just think... It's not well written. <laughs> I think, okay. and, and the shocking thing is, it's Akiva Goldsman, who is a very good writer, and
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's fun. People want to have fun. It feels, like, and you're not watching it, oh, for the dialogue. You know, it's a you're n- <laughs> no. It's a. That's where I
0: disagree. You are watching it for the dialogue because Batman, any comic book movie, you are watching it for the dialogue as well. Oh. It needs good dialogue.
1: Listen, what I'll say is I am not a diehard comic book fan like growing up. So I understand people having Mm. stronger opinions about this than I do because it is something that they are tied to from childhood or whatever. (laughs) Like I understand that. We are in different places because of that. I think first of all, this movie is a masterclass in costume. (laughs) I think the costume is incredible. And I think it is so... I also think it's a masterclass in lighting. I think the lighting design for this movie is yeah. spectacular.
0: The I ambience, have no issue with those.
1: Okay, so we're working in the right direction. <laughs> I think the ambiance is incredible. I think that what the actors do with the dialogue, <laughs> incredible. <laughs> I love it. My biggest dialogue-based issue with the movie is alicia silverstone's interaction with mm. anyone <laughs> i'm like this is with any yeah but i'm like her relationship with her grandfather is weird the way they speak to each other is weird i don't it's... like yeah. that that feels weird to me um so i don't like that And I also... not even
0: grandfather uncle
1: yes oh yeah whatever he is that's all weird <laughs> i don't like that it feels weird to me um his plotline is weird to me.
0: Mm, I don't need it's any. It's very of that. unnecessary.
1: Very much so. Like, he's sick. Okay. Like, I just. What? Um,
0: he's the only one that's returning as well from the other ones. Yes. Which I. I didn't remember.
1: <laughs> yeah. Very confusing. So I guess they felt like they had to give him a little extra something. <laughs> but. Yeah, not really sure why that was necessary. But I. I think the way that Uma Thurman delivers her dialogue <laughs> is incredible. Everywhere, it's so over
0: the top. I love it.
1: Yeah. Everywhere <laughs> that comes out of her mouth makes me feel horny and sleepy. Like it's, you know what I mean? Like everything she well, says. She's done her
0: job. <laughs> that's you. what she's there to and do. That's,
1: that's what I want from acting. I think that it's just like <laughs> every line she says, I feel fully encompassed. I feel like I'm succumbing to her poison. Yeah which I love and I don't care about anything else honestly and I think I think Arnold Schwarzenegger's fun too I honestly forget this movie should be called Poison Ivy and Mr. Freeze because I forget about the rest of the characters I honestly don't think about George Clooney at all
0: I don't think about Batman I don't I definitely don't think about Robin and Batgirl I do not care about any of them not at all I'd much rather watch I would much rather watch the other two you're right
1: absolutely so but what i will say is i like how prominently they were featured i think a lot mm. of movies that's one thing i feel about the christopher nolan movies i'm like we're spending a lot of time with batman who ultimately is like very boring to me i don't care about Yeah, him. there's only so
0: much you can do with him
1: yeah and it's like i just don't care about him i know a lot of people thought that george clooney was a bad batman i'm like why he's like hot and seems nice like let us have a hot nice batman like he why doesn't? It...
0: because it's because he wasn't sad
1: and I don't like that. I don't need a <laughs> billionaire man.
0: That's, that's Batman.
1: Man. I don't need to know about a billionaire man who's sad. That's not interesting I know. To me. I don't care. I don't, I,
0: know.
1: I, I don't care. I also think that, you know, when you see now we're, we're so infatuated with someone's process and mm. someone's behavior and by someone, I mean <laughs> only men. Um, and I just don't <laughs> care. I don't care that, yeah. that, um, christian bale like does x y and z to get in the headspace of batman that is mm. so uninteresting to me i want to see george clooney come on set be nice to all the people that work in catering and then just <laughs> be a normal person mm. in you batman don't
0: because my... <laughs> you mean it's not good to yell at this at the uh the extras because they're in your way
1: thank you yes i'm just not i'm so uninterested in that and i find that a lot of movies that people really like have a lot of that around it i don't care that leonardo dicaprio ate a liver during the revenant that's not acting i don't care that daniel day lewis goes and lives in a cabin for six months and doesn't talk to his family so he can play yeah Another older man, like that is yeah. not impressive. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you are method acting is not impressive bad. to me, I, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, maybe you are bad at acting, actually. Yeah, if you, you cannot do it, then there's not,
0: yeah, if you have to become that months, person, yeah, that's not yeah, good. Acting. I'm like,
1: that just doesn't interest me at all. Yeah. So, that I think something where I'm just like, seems like everybody just came on set, had a good time costuming was fun and the the energy feels fun that feels positive to me and I like that
0: yeah one thing I found funny was that I saw that it said Arnold Schwarzenegger he only it says he only worked six weeks on this and I was like, what do you mean only? That's still a long time to be working on this. It's yes. not a short time.
1: <laughs> Absolutely not. No, the way that we've gotten about acting is so unbelievably <laughs> masturbatory and like sick. As someone who like went to acting school and is an actor, like, yeah. I'm just like, it, it is so wild to me. It's like, let someone just have fun. Like let him go on set and like wear a funny costume that where he's made of ice and yeah. just like have fun like what is so what is so wrong with that why are we so infatuated with like personal torture being tied yeah, to professional I work i know it feels it's
0: ridiculous
1: stupid to me and i think this movie being so fun i don't know i feel like now i need to look up i'm like did these people have fun on set if they didn't i'm gonna
0: well die. if he didn't you know guess take a guess how much he made for it
1: oh my gosh i mean i have i'm so bad at this a million dollars?
0: Arnold Schwarzenegger made twenty-five million for this.
1: Wow, that's wild. Like, I mean, of course he did it. That's of course wild. He made that's
0: this.
1: that's sick. But I and mean, he is the
0: first I, credited I, you know person much, as well. So go ahead.
1: well because this was. I mean, he was he the most famous person in this movie? If he's credited, he credited above
0: Clooney, he's credited above Batman. Was he more
1: famous. Was he more, more famous than George yeah. Clooney? Of course. It's so hard to know. I don't know. You know, well, Clooney was it's...
0: like. The thing is, Clooney was ER famous at this point.
1: That's TV famous. That's different than movie yeah.
0: famous. Yeah. Yeah, it was not the same. He'd done that and then he'd done like a couple of small movies.
1: Yeah. He wasn't I the Clooney
0: guess... we know now.
1: <laughs> I know. So I'm like, I get it. Like, good, honestly, good for Arnold Schwarzenegger. I just mm. don't understand. I think it's fun. I don't know. I'm, like, looking now because I'm, like, I want to know how much other people <laughs> got paid for this movie. I
0: always find it so funny. Clooney probably got, like, five.
1: The budget was $160 million. <laughs> and I love that.
0: It makes Arnold- sense when you see yeah.
1: it. Arnold Schwarzenegger made $25 million plus a percentage of merchandising. George Clooney got $10 million, um,
0: Okay. Um
1: wow i mean people it's it's titled on like so many websites as like the infamous 160 million dollar flop i'm like why was this movie such a flop people like like
0: i saw it in theaters
1: i'm jealous i wish i had seen it in theaters
0: <laughs> so it's i remember so... because oh. I, I i remember because it was like me and my family all went out and we were all gonna go see a movie and everyone was gonna go see jurassic park 2 and i was like no i really want to see batman and robin so my dad had to take me to see batman and robin while the rest of my family went to see <laughs> jurassic park too
1: listen you got your own kind of experience and that's <laughs> special i have and
0: no idea why th- that was like the one that i wanted to see though <laughs> out of the two of them
1: because it is good
0: but i don't know I why i was so good. insistent. why was i so because insistent it- oh i have to see batman and robin <laughs>
1: Oh, because it's a good...
0: I was a little eight-year-old a... boy.
1: <laughs> that sounds awesome. I would have been friends with you. I think... Oh, it's just... I'm You also could have like...
0: taken me as, as my mom. I
1: should have... <laughs> yeah, I should have taken you. How Wait, how old do you think I am?
0: No, because you were so tall. <laughs> oh, well, that's true.
1: I was like, wait, I don't think I'm that much older than you. Um... You're younger than me. <laughs> okay, there we go. Thank you for saying that. Um, Yeah, apparently there was supposed to be another one of these movies
0: yeah one of the songs won
1: a grammy
0: which song because i don't remember any songs in this
1: it was called oh no oh wait no this maybe it's not that there's one r kelly song but i don't think it's that that's what (laughs) i thought it was for a second um oh okay it's smashing pumpkins there's a smashing Pumpkins song
0: called that's probably the the one over the credits
1: it's called the end is the beginning is the end
0: that won a grammy
1: (laughs) and it won a grammy
0: (laughs) well there is the one from batman forever which is the one before this which is a kiss from a rose and nothing's gonna beat that
1: i don't like i don't This movie is perfect. I'm looking at an article now and it's just like Joel Schumacher has apologized for this movie. Oh,
0: he shouldn't apologize. And
1: this was Empire Magazine's worst movie ever. I'm like, excuse Uh... me. There are (laughs) so... I'm just tired of movies like The Master being hailed as a good movie and this movie being hailed as a not good movie i'll say it i'll be brave and i'll say it.
0: it you'll be brave that is a very brave statement
1: i'm sorry Thank i'm you. sorry that Thank i you. am not impressed by joaquin phoenix humping the sand <laughs> and being a freakazoid I, i'm sorry i'm sorry paul, i'm sure paul thomas anderson listens to this podcast and i'll he say does, it.
0: yeah he, he's my number one fan so, well, i'll say it. i know, don't just like the fan word. I've lost I don't a fan. like his
1: work. No, no, you didn't. I lost a fan. Okay, I lost <laughs> a fan. You didn't. This isn't a, this isn't your fault. This is me. You know, and I want to be clear that none of my thoughts are are representative of you or this podcast. <laughs> um, it's on me, but I don't. I don't like Paul Thomas Anderson, and I do like it's fair. 1997's Batman and Robin.
0: <laughs> but you don't like 1998's Boogie Nights.
1: No, I mean, well, yeah, okay. I like Boogie Nights, fine. I think it's my favorite Paul Thomas Anderson thing. But in general, I'm just like,
0: I love Paul, but I love Boogie Nights, but I'm not a huge Paul Thomas Anderson fan.
1: But it's just like I don't want. I just wanna. I wanna watch a fun movie. I
0: know. I know. Let's let's have fun.
1: Let's enjoy life. I don't wanna watch another movie about a bad man. I wanna watch a movie about a sexy bad woman.
0: Hmm. Yeah. And by the way, about ten minutes ago I did think of my my formative crush.
1: Paul Thomas Anderson?
0: No. Oh Jennifer okay. Love Hewitt.
1: Oh, okay, that's a good one.
0: <laughs> that's a good one. I was like, when can I bring it up? <laughs> it doesn't really fit in with anything. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Um, No, that's a good one. I, I like, I think, you know, a little underrated. Are you currently watching the show 911? She's the star. No,
0: I just found out about it. it I, saw is, a, I saw a TikTok video about
1: it. It's the most bonkers show I've ever seen, but I do watch it.
0: Did you, did, wait, did you also see the TikTok video about it that was just talking about how ridiculous it is?
1: I didn't, but I should watch it because I love TikTok and uh, I, yeah, I know. like the show 911.
0: <laughs> you are also killing it on tiktok.
1: Thank you so much. That's so so nice of you. I um things that are dumb seem to do well on tiktok and that <laughs> as we're all learning through this podcast, I think that's kind of my MO. I like things that are silly and fun and dumb.
0: I haven't cracked it yet, but I'm also like too lazy with it.
1: <laughs> it is yeah, it's annoying. Also everything is like if you're not posting 2 to 3 times a day, I'm like, do mm. people not have a job? Like what? I
0: know. Well, I don't, but yeah.
1: <laughs> Posing two to three times a day? That is, Ugh. that's wild.
0: Mm. I just don't have the energy to put into it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I don't think you should. I do ultimately think it's toxic, but, but, you know, it's dumb and it's, and it's fun.
0: Yeah. I also think I, I, like, I like your videos. Your videos, thank are you fun. so much.
1: Thank you so much. <laughs> I think to thinking about anything that is kind of like you know relating back to Batman and Robin, I do think in hmm. general I like anything that's a little bit of an of an underdog. I think yeah. I, anything that people who think that they are high Above critic it. of a yeah. thing, I don't like that. And I no, like I things agree. that are um, enjoyable. Uh, for example, like you know. Um, I love, um, Del Taco, which is a, (laughs) a chain. And a lot of people don't like Del Taco for many reasons because Mm. they're like, it's not authentic Mexican food. I'm like, absolutely not. Of course it's not. And then some people are like, well, it's not as good as Taco Bell. And I'm like, you have been brainwashed by society to believe that by big market. But
0: is Taco Bell even good?
1: No. And that's the thing. (laughs) And what I would argue is I do think Del Taco is good. And every time I've ever been to a Del Taco... The people that work there are the nicest people i've ever met Aww.
0: and
1: i've never had a bad meal from del taco it's very affordable it's been there for me when i need it and mm. i think that's nice but you know same thing with pizza i lived in new york yeah. but you know occasionally you get a little pizza from domino's because yeah all you have is five dollars and you can't afford a 25 wood fire pizza
0: i hate Pepito's. how cheap pizza is in america because domino's here would cost you, so for your $5 pizza, We it would cost like near, near on $30 here.
1: $30? Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's different. But people would always be like, <laughs> how do you eat bad pizza? And I'm like, it doesn't have to, one doesn't have to be bad and one doesn't have to be good is my point. You know what I mean? There doesn't yeah. need to be, it's like, l- let things be what they are. And yeah. Batman and Robin, I think people want to make a big deal about it being bad, and it's like that is irrelevant did also, you enjoy it
0: that's the thing if you were enjoying it is it bad if you're enjoying it
1: no and i think a lot of people don't want to enjoy things that don't receive critical acclaim and i think mm. people will pretend to like things that do receive critical acclaim yeah just to pretend to like them and especially you know i'm gonna relate everything back to food because that's my main thing but especially in food every almost every fine dining restaurant i have been to that gets a lot of hype Uh, is fine and every truck i've ever eaten from is delicious
0: that's the best food i've had it's from a truck
1: yeah so it's like it everything doesn't need to be this is the best or this is the worst or that's bad or this is good it's like just enjoy it and appreciate it for what it is and mm. enjoy batman and robin for something that feels fun has incredible yeah. costume and lighting and mood wonderful ambiance the mise en scène, you know, enjoy that.
0: <laughs> the mise en scène of Batman and Robin is enjoy such a funny. Enjoy that. Such a funny thing, thought.
1: Well, well, I don't even know how else to describe it because <laughs> what is mise en scène if not the way fog machines are used in the film Batman and Robin?
0: Very, very good point. You
1: know what I'm saying? They it's are like, great in it. They are great in it. Thank you. Just enjoy those things. Enjoy Batman and Robin as an incredible. LGBTQ plus film across the board, you know, showing us lesbians and homosexuals and all of it together, you know, it, it, it let it be what it is and appreciate it for that instead of just writing yeah. it off as being bad.
0: Yeah, great, great point. Thank you. And I, I, I do. I just, want to, I, I just want to talk about how um, yes. the opening shot is Batman's butt. <laughs>
1: And if that's not gay, I don't know what is. And and that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Are any of the characters in this movie explicitly gay? No. No. Not to our knowledge. But they're also not explicitly straight, right? A lot of these characters are not explicitly straight. I mean, even, for example, Robin. We know Robin is attracted to Alicia Silverstone, but that doesn't mean he's straight, right? So Mm. I think there's a lot of room. There's a lot of kind of fun, sexual ambiance and... I, I once again, a poison ivy is gay, right? Like, they're, I, they're, they i they they do not say absolutely. that, but absolutely, <laughs> Everything she does is in like a purple hue. That's, yeah, an iconically
0: gay color,
1: <laughs> right? Um, and coming from
0: a gay director as well, there's no way he didn't know what he was doing there.
1: Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of butt stuff. There's a lot of even like, there's a lot of weird, like nipple stuff, like when she's in that monkey costume. There's a lot mm. of, lot of stuff that ought to meet to kind of sink your teeth into when you (laughs) when you think about it and I will say that if I'm supposed to look at all these movies that are like I don't like I don't know if someone can be like oh Dumbledore's gay I'm like okay then everyone in this movie is gay right like if if I'm supposed to accept that Mm. I'm I also want you to accept this
0: yeah (laughs) I'll accept that
1: (laughs) Thank you.
0: And uh, yeah, so let's talk about some parts of the movie then as well. We haven't really, we've discussed like the overall stuff around it, but we haven't really discussed little parts about it. So like it's, yeah, we've talked about Poison Ivy. We've talked uh, for a lot. We've kind of talked about (laughs) Mr. Freeze. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Mr. Freeze is just like, he, he talks in only puns. Mm -hmm. only one-liner puns Um, played by Arnold Schwarzenegger who, you know, like, we know him for his one-liners anyway, so he is, like that's why they got him in this Um, Yes I got, I'm, is one person I read was, like, another choice another casting choice for Mr. Freeze Um, I gotta find it now, because it's ridiculous Uh, I'm probably building it up too much, but it was so (laughs) it was oh god there's so much trivia on this movie
1: <laughs> i know that david Duchovny was considered for Batman. that's it
0: that's uh that's probably what i'm thinking of
1: david Duchovny was considered for batman and yeah. for poison ivy they looked at sharon stone and demi moore
0: uh, oh found, anthony I hopkins what yes sorry wait what did anthony you find hopkins for hulk hogan
1: mr freeze yeah oh hulk hogan i mean hulk hogan's bad now and i know that yeah. now so i don't want that now <laughs> but at the time i also understand that line of thought
0: i get it but he would have been so much worse
1: <laughs> i mean absolutely because arnold schwarzenegger is a decent actor and Hulk But he's hogan the third choice
0: he was the third choice so who, did, wait did you say anthony hopkins was the second choice yes that is wild but I think that, it's interesting
1: I, because I think it makes sense they chose Arnold Schwarzenegger because it felt like it felt like they kind of looked at options, right? They were like, do we go yeah. with like a highbrow actor like Anthony Hopkins? Or do we go with That's kind of a movie, cartoonish though. parody of yeah. a person, Hulk Hogan? And I think they took those things yeah. and put them together <laughs> and you get Arnold Schwarzenegger.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I think he was always the first he's choice well. anyway. Yes. But, so, he but like he he one of his opening things, he's like the whole thing about him is he can't get hot. But he stands there smoking a cigar. Uh-huh. That's funny. It's that's funny. What is going on?
1: That's so funny. <laughs> he smokes a cigar. That's so funny. And the way he smokes a cigar, it's so funny.
0: It is. But oh, this movie has no logic. <laughs> There's no logic to this movie whatsoever.
1: Okay. I just. I, I get what you're saying because I struggle with logic in movies a lot of being like there is no line there's no like through line of thought it seems like yeah. the people that like wrote this movie like did not speak to each other so there's <laughs> there's no world building that makes sense but I don't think that's true of this movie
0: mm. okay
1: <laughs> smoking a cigar doesn't make you hot necessarily it, it's inhaling your lungs smoke hot. <laughs> But the, is the smoke hot? I don't know what happens to smoke once it goes in your body. Once again, I can't say it enough. I'm not a scientist.
0: <laughs> okay. But also, like, the, one, of the, one other thing about this movie was it was supposed... So the movie before this, um, Batman Returns... Not Batman Returns, Batman Forever. That was supposed to be Batman and Robin. And okay. Robin was supposed to be played by Marlon Wayans. And then he got dropped from here.
1: I would have and- loved that. I think yeah, that would I want have to see that movie.
0: Better, I want to see that movie. But then, so the story from that and the story from this got reversed.
1: That's so interesting. I did not know that. I would have liked it with Marlon Wayans. I love him.
0: That would have been such an interesting movie as well. He wasn't big at the time. He was yeah, like I think an that would up. have
1: been so fun. Why not? Yeah,
0: I don't know, but but they're also both Joel Schumacher movies but also, they feel very different. This yeah. is so much more... This is more camp than that. For by sure. A long way. And it's very interesting to see that. Um. So the other character I want to talk about is... Well, Robin is such a non-entity. We can just, like... I don't care about him whatsoever. Yeah, he's forgettable, absolutely. <laughs> Chris O'Donnell killed his career. Yes. Um. But the other character, Alicia Silverstone, as... Uh-huh fat girl as they call her or barbara um alfred's niece (laughs) she shows up she's like in a schoolgirl outfit
1: (laughs) yes how old is she supposed to be
0: unclear but she's gone to they say she's gone to oxbridge so like she's got to be in her like at least 18 then
1: so she's in college
0: yeah she's but she's like a dropout isn't she
1: I guess I don't know. Yeah, she races. I think they
0: say she got kicked out
1: for racing motorcycles. <laughs> for
0: racing mot, yeah. <laughs> That's the other thing. It's sure. like she's half. She's half like that. They don't know her tone. They don't know whether to go with like she's this good girl, innocent girl, or she's like she actually a badass.
1: Absolutely. I mean, they did little to no character development on her whatsoever, uh, whatsoever <laughs> and her. Uh, it doesn't yeah she doesn't she doesn't make sense and that's unfortunate i think there was a lot of room where she could have they could have done a lot more Mm. with her but when you really think about it there are so many characters in this movie (laughs) like (laughs) there's two villains
0: yeah that's a problem and that's a thing that spider-man 3 didn't learn
1: yeah there's Batman and Robin. Then there's two villains. Then we got yeah. Alfred, who we already know. Yeah. Then we have Batgirl. It's just two... So so I feel like we kind of get a glossing over of almost everyone. Yeah. But I do feel like they spent the most time with the villains, and that doesn't bother yeah. me.
0: No, I agree. Um, yeah, so what I think the problem is, is that they had... It's the introduction of so many characters. So they introduce... Yes. So first of all, we have to get on on board with the new Batman.
1: Sure, I'm fine. fine with we can that. do that.
0: Yeah, that's fine. Robin, new character. Don't know. We don't know. We know Robin, but we don't know the backstory for Robin here.
1: Sure.
0: Wasted character. Don't need him in it.
1: Yeah.
0: Batgirl. Don't need her in it. Sure. <laughs> they keep the two villains. Get rid of the bat. Get rid of Robin. Get rid of Batgirl. Agreed. Better movie
1: i agree i i agree i you know there was supposed to be a sequel of this movie yeah so i will give it the benefit of the doubt and say maybe they were already planning the sequel and i I don't think that's a good film strategy to be like
0: no you can't do
1: that plan on there being a sequel and then we'll do the work in the sequel or whatever like that's not good yeah but i'll you know i'll I'll cut them a little slack and say maybe they were hoping to do more with batman and or excuse me robin and batgirl in the sequel
0: I think they were counting on merchandise.
1: Oh well, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely.
0: I think Batgirl is merchandise.
1: One hundred percent. Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't need her.
0: I think it's pandering.
1: Sure. But is this the only movie that's ever pandered? No. Thank no. You. I'm just Thank saying. I you. think
0: Batgirl is pandering.
1: No, I. I agree. I mean, I think it's all. I think any comic book movie is pandering yeah if you think that this is pandering but if you don't think the marvel cinematic universe
0: oh that scene
1: yeah you, you it know is the like, scene i'm talking about it, it's all just for merchandise so but once again yeah. i'm like why is that movie i don't think that this movie is worse than some of the marvel movies
0: it's better than Thor 2.
1: Oh, I think it's better than Thor 2. I think it's better than Ant-Man 2. I think it's better than the first Avengers movie. I think Oh, it... that's... Sorry. I think it's I might, better. I might, give,
0: I might give you Avengers 2.
1: I think I liked Avengers 2 more. <laughs> but also, they all, they've all become conflated in my mind because I they're, know. Just, you know, they they're just one big thing. But I think that this movie is better than a lot of those movies ant-man 2 was bad
0: i liked Man 2 but i get i get that ant-man 2 i
1: too. like it as a
0: standalone i don't like it as like within the universe
1: wow i feel the opposite i'm like okay i get why <laughs> someone would buy into this if they're already into the universe but like as a standalone movie like this is bad and <laughs> i just think that yeah, a lot of those movies they're all just for merchandise and I think it you know it is what yeah. it is. But once again, this movie getting penalized for that when
0: there are so many movies that are. I'm like, not penalizing the movie. I'm penalizing the character. You're coming for
1: my movie and I'm
0: coming for your movie. I'm sorry. I
1: need to defend it.
0: I brought you on here to defend it, so. Thank you. And you're doing you're doing a good job. <laughs> you're you you're bring you are bringing me around on it. Thank you um, so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, there there is one line though like they <laughs> The one thing I was talking about with the pandering is that they have, when Poison Ivy and Batgirl get into the fight,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, Batgirl says to Poison Ivy, chicks like you give women a bad name. Mm-hmm. And I disagree.
1: I disagree. I disagree too. But I think that all the dialogue in that scene does feel like um, lesbian porn, right? A lot of that <laughs> yes. is like, what are you even like, what? It's just like, it's just sexy and it does, we're not even there for the dialogue and it's like, mm you know it's it's all like who cares they're fighting and it's hot and i, I think that's
0: <laughs> is that your favorite scene
1: <laughs> no my favorite scene is when poison ivy first comes to life is poison ivy
0: yeah that is a great because
1: scene. you're not expecting so, it and it happens, it's so ridiculous and you're I like <laughs> oh my god yeah it feels crazy but and the funny yeah, it's like chicks give women chicks like you give women a bad name i'm like well what else is she gonna say like what she's gonna say something interesting <laughs> i don't care like what this is not a moment for in my opinion for thought-provoking dialogue and if that was forced into this moment i think that mm. would feel equally bad i yeah. think a movie that's not that's not interest not not interesting but a movie that we want to treat everything now like it is intellectual yeah and i think that's unnecessary and i think a lot of times that's fabricated yeah something can just be fun and silly and enjoyable (laughs) and it's like that's how i feel about that dialogue i'm like yeah it's like a fight you know it reminds me of like the original scooby-doo cartoon Mm. yeah when you watch but, that you're not like this dialogue is so we don't have that
0: anymore though I think we had it in the 60s we had it in the 90s yes. I think would you would you like another round of it again
1: I hope so I like it I think it's I think it's fun and I think it it produces this kind of like when you don't have it it produces such a level of like pseudo intellectualism where it's just like yeah. we're pretending like everything is smart when it's not and I think so So much of things are, we've now, I don't know, built our whole society around these things of like being smart. You know, I saw a TikTok, which is the smartest way to start a sentence. I saw a TikTok <laughs> about how people, people being praised as children for being smart. So you mm. think that that is something inherently ingrained in who you are. So if you don't understand something immediately or learn something quickly, it makes you doubt your whole sense of self because you're like, well, I'm smart. I should be getting this. Instead of putting more emphasis on like learning, like things can be learned or whatever. So I think we put so much emphasis on being smart or being, you know, whatever it's like, no, it doesn't, not everything has to be smart and smartness can be learned and smartness can come in many different forms something you know i think once again i think there's a lot of why is the master smart (laughs) i'll bring us back to one of my least favorite movies what what about the master Mm. is smart
0: i have never seen it
1: good (laughs) i'll say it and people you know maybe people listen to this podcast and they'll come for me but i'm like okay we're using like
0: no i don't think they will because i i i think anyone that listens to this podcast agrees with you
1: Oh my God. Okay. I think that's the point
0: of That's the point of this podcast. Oh, thank God. Okay. I'm
1: I'm praying for that because when I look, I'm like, okay, the master has like highbrow actors that are acting in realism. Yeah. The dialogue is realism. The setting is realism. Okay. All that's fine. It is what it is, but also there's something about doing something that's not realism. It's also Mm. very cool and impressive. Yes different yeah and fun and and has merit in its own way
0: and it's not easy either like it seems like it would be easy it's not easy to do this sort of thing it's it's a lot and i
1: think yeah and i think doing something where it's like you know yeah you might have to actively try to not laugh at yourself because you know it's silly and to me that's also like you know yeah you're really having to like double down and commit to a character that you might not have as much backstory or as much Uh, relatability to this character mm. as someone who's acting in something that is just like full-on realism yeah. has a full-on backstory and fleshed out character I think that mm. can be just as hard like one note that I got in acting school that I thought was really interesting is that you know if you're auditioning for a Will a Will Smith movie where you're mm. you're brought on to be the pilot that your line is like we're going down and you say it to Will Smith if you come in and you're like here's my backstory and I have two children and these are their names and blah, blah, blah. It's like, that's too much. You're doing too much and you're not going to book yeah. that role. But you're not doing what's necessary for that specific role. You're yeah. there because Will Smith is the star of the movie. And all yeah. you need to do is be a pilot. And I thought yeah. that, that was so interesting because it's like, yeah, if you're bringing what you think of as like, like, I think like Juilliard level acting for a lot of people is like delivering a Hamlet soliloquy. And it's like, it is if you're doing Hamlet and you're playing Hamlet, but also Mm. maybe sometimes you're doing a kid's TV show that is requesting other things of you, or you're doing a silly movie. You know, if you look at like stuff that John Waters has made, where they're all friends and they're making stuff that is so outrageous it's like that takes a whole nother level of commitment
0: it's a it is a commitment
1: yeah so i think
0: i think you'll you'll enjoy this i got i i found a quote from uma thurman not quite but like a a thing i think she said about this movie she said i would love to hear it uma thurman felt the campy and fast farcical tone fit the film enjoyed the creative license she was given in regards to her character and credits it as less of a career killer and more of her first experience of a high budget blockbuster she doesn't see that's, it as bad
1: that's awesome that's so awesome and i feel that way about so many movies like i know like susan sarandon has said a lot of bad stuff about like rocky horror picture show and that not being that's like great though rocky horror i know is great. but i think at the time she was like i want to be doing more like high level yeah oscar winning stuff and as we've seen time and time again that's what people are striving for the oscars are bad the oscars yeah. are bad the bad idiots right like we know <laughs> that we see that time and time again the golden globes Ooh. are bad idiots but we're still <laughs> we're still striving for that instead of like yeah to hear like kind of an unconventionally attractive woman be like i was given a lot of creative license in this film yeah that's awesome to me I yeah. I love that and I think
0: it's better than like slating the movie because uh, yeah I don't know I like think, George Clooney just go oh, he only talks badly about it he only yeah, talks badly about so it. And, and he, and he go, or, he'll go around and like refund if, if someone says to him I've seen I've seen it he will his joke is to like give them their money back
1: why he's done a bunch of bad stuff this is, he's that, done exactly. a bunch this of bad not- stuff.
0: This is better than a t- than like a, a load of things he's done.
1: Yes, this is more fun. I'm going to his to his IMDb page, and I'm seeing what else he's. This done. This is
0: definitely more fun than things he's done.
1: Absolutely, <laughs> I just I'm yeah. Sorry, George Clooney is in an uh, an extended es- Nespresso commercial. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's I, what I'm looking at as well. <laughs> I
1: don't, he, he's been in more than one. Nespresso short films.
0: One, two, three, four, five. I've kept six. Many,
1: many, many, many. So (laughs) I'm like, I really am not interested, sir. I'm not really interested in that, you know, or I, I just think people, yeah, there's so much emphasis put on like being critically acclaimed and people really mess up. Like, I know Joseph Gordon Levitt was like really embarrassed about 10 things I hate about you for a really long time until really? it started yeah because he wanted to be doing more like highbrow
0: oh come on
1: highbrow stuff that was once you, can again, like, you can do both absolutely and also like why is one better than the other like what about yeah. 10 things I hate about you is it's lowbrow a great movie. it's a great movie but now now that it's gotten more of like yeah you know people are so infatuated Resurgence, with it and yeah. it's done so well uh now he he likes it so i think it, you know actors have a lot of pressure put on themselves in that way which i don't necessarily blame them mm. for but you know i'm like yeah george clooney you were on er like yeah you've been in all these nespresso commercials you you know
0: well this was known as a this movie was known as a career killer except for, for george clooney who like supposedly made it out of it fine um, but All also, these also people are Uma, still Uma Thurman's fine Chris O'Donnell Chris o- Chris Uma O'Donnell Thurman's had... fine Yeah uh, Thurman Well Alicia thriving. Silverstone kind of like Didn't have a huge career after this
1: But I also think she's taken a shift Right like she's very yeah. into like Wellness and being vegan And her children yeah. like which I think is fine And great I think mm. Is something being a, a, a career Killer I mean yeah Uma Thurman has had so much
0: Success She's, had, she's done loads she's an icon i mean yeah i mean kill bill wasn't that much later than like that much on from this and then and after kill bill she's just like yeah she's fine
1: yeah she's done incredible i'm looking at everything she's done after this and it's yeah i mean what i i don't know i just don't have the beef with this movie
0: and also chris o'donnell has been in like uh, what was it NCIS or one of those shows NCIS LA he's been in in it since 2009 that's awesome so yeah 271 episodes he's like he's fine
1: yeah I mean, like people... they're all fine yeah and once Arnold again Schwarzenegger's
0: like, fine
1: <laughs> I think people get upset because they're like oh well I'm not gonna win an Oscar and it's like well who can I understand that having an Oscar can get you more money in films. I understand all of the practical things about it, but I also think we need to start taking away the power of these award shows that are bad and sexist and racist Mm -hmm. and don't give awards to anyone that falls outside of a very specific binary. You know, it's, we need to take away the power from those things. And I, I think it starts with the fans, but it's like, yeah, Chris O'Donnell has been in a ton of TV shows. Yeah, which is great. He was on The Practice. He was on Grey's Anatomy. fine. He, he was on NCIS. Oh, all right, I'm he like, didn't you're ha- making
0: okay. He didn't have this like movie star career, but who cares? Like you're fine. Yeah, you want to, like you can still do. Yeah, what it you doesn't.
1: Want. It doesn't matter. And Uma Thurman's yeah. worked a ton i'm just but Uma thurman you know, just does what thurman she has wants two, now. yeah and she has two movies coming out that are soon you know it's like yeah uh, good for her let her live mm. let out all these people you know all these people mm. are yeah. absolutely Definitely. all these people are still rich i'll say that much yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> you get a 271 episodes of a show in syndication you are rich <laughs>
1: Yeah, none of these people are not okay. So to call it <laughs> a career killer, I think, is yeah, absolutely unhinged.
0: Um, so, all right. So let's move on to the final segment then. And you're, you are going to have some interesting ones, I feel like, for this. Do you have a movie that I is the reverse of this? Sorry? What you saying?
1: Oh, I, ju- I just said I can't wait.
0: Oh, I thought you said I doubt it.
1: <laughs> oh, no, no, no.
0: <laughs> no, um, okay. So do you have a movie that's the reverse of this which is the um it's critically acclaimed and well loved by people that you think is bad
1: absolutely i mean i've kind of popped off about this throughout yeah, the episode talked... yeah but i do i i don't like paul thomas anderson i think sure there are some you know yeah like punch drug glove is enjoyable boogie nights mm. is enjoyable but all in all the hype all of that gets is really unappealing it's very film bro me. isn't it Oh, absolutely. I mean, I remember in college when I went and saw The Master with all my friends in film mm-hmm. on 35mm or whatever they were playing it on at this fancy <laughs> <course>. movie theater. <laughs> it was for like $30. I fell asleep. What? I was just, and I, I think a lot of critically acclaimed movies ultimately are like about, about bad men, which just like yeah. does not appeal to me. So yeah. I don't like the math. I don't like Paul Thomas Anderson. I don't like Noah Baumbach. Anything by them, mm. I'm really not a fan of. Um, uh, I don't really like anything by Sofia Coppola. I think oh, okay. her work is very, very boring and very aesthetic. Which, once again, I'm like, there is a place for that. I think if you just yeah. want to make ambient movies mm. that are essentially paintings, yeah, great. Do I find that her movies are boring and incredibly (laughs) white? Yes. Yeah, that's one issue I have with them. Yeah, that is unappealing uh, to me. Um, So yeah, The Master, Marie Antoinette, Inherent Vice. Oh, you know what? This is actually a good one that people might not expect. All the other ones kind of make sense for me. But you know what Mm. I really don't like that everyone else liked? What's that? It Follows. Okay, which i think is a shock because
0: it's a shocker, cause it's a, um, a nice horror movie
1: it's it's a it's a, a aesthetically pleasing horror movie that is female driven so i yeah. think a lot of people felt like a lot of people felt like I should like it. What a crazy statement. I think if someone... (laughs) That's not true at all. But I think if someone heard... I was like, what does Jordan think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People people are clamoring to know my thoughts. Um, But when when my friends or people that I'm Mm. talking to movies about find out that I didn't like It Follows, that really surprises them. It is surprising, yeah. Yeah. And what I will say is, something we talked about earlier, I found that logically, the movie had almost no through line. And Mm. there were so many holes in the (laughs) plot line in the consistency of how the quote-unquote monsters work all of that to me just lacked an incredible amount of sense that I felt like could have pretty easily been built into the film and the fact that they didn't take the time with that felt frustrating to me so it follows Mm. as a critically acclaimed film and and once again (laughs) if people were like oh i just like this because it's it's stylized and it's fun i think Mm. it is styled beautifully i think it has some fun moments i think the acting is fine but in terms of the hype that it gets i think it's a
0: lot of hype
1: oh i I, especially compared to other it's on every
0: list everybody
1: loves it and i i really that's a tough nut to crack for me i really really don't I think the concept is so interesting, mm. but I don't understand the hype around the movie itself.
0: Cool. Yeah. I, I enjoy the movie, but I don't. Yeah. I, I think it's overrated. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Do you have any, um, final thoughts on, um, Batman and Robin that, you, that we've forgotten to talk about?
1: I think it's a nearly perfect movie.
0: And oh wow you, that is such a strong statement and if you don't like the
1: movie you're homophobic that's what i'll say that's what i want all of you to take away from this it's a nearly perfect movie if you don't like it you're homophobic um that's what i'll no I, I, my big my big takeaway hopefully from this and something i've been sitting with a lot of my feelings about film is let's be okay having fun yes with entertainment
0: yes that's why I wanted to make this podcast because I wanted for people to come on and talk about movies they enjoy. I love that. People might not necessarily enjoy.
1: I love that. I hope someone rewatches Batman and Robin with a new yeah. lens after this movie. <laughs> if you do, please reach out to me on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. I'd love to talk to you about it.
0: <laughs> please go make a, a Batman and Robin TikTok video. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, cool. So, uh, how can we find you online and do you have anything you want to promote at the moment?
1: The big thing that I want to promote is I have a Top Chef talk show that is every, yes, thank you so much. It's every Tuesday live on YouTube. It is with my co-host and good friend, Rekha Shankar. Former guest. Yes, former guest and, and great person, very funny. And we watch episodes of Top Chef and talk about them with guests who have been different comedians, Top Chef contestants and winners food bloggers, chefs. We've got all different types of people Mm. and we do it to raise money for different food-based charities. So you can check that out. And then I am across all platforms, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, whatever, at J-O-R-D-A-N-M-Y-R-1-C-K. So my name with a one (laughs) instead of an I in the last name to be a little unnecessarily confusing.
0: Great. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Jordan.
1: Thank you so much for having me. This was an absolute blast. It's been
0: great, yeah. Yeah. You actually, like, kind of changed my mind on Batman and Robin. (laughs) Yes! Oh, I love that. I
1: absolutely (laughs) love that. Great.
0: Well, I'll speak to you soon.
1: Yes, thank you.
0: That's the end of the podcast. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a review and rate us on iTunes so we can end up making more episodes. And I'll see you next week for more movies that critics got wrong.